All right, part three of this three-parter with our big three. That's a whole lot of threes to start this podcast off. But with Lamar, Will, myself, really digging into boundaries. And, you know, we saved boundaries in the workplace, in our professional lives, to last. And there's a reason for that. Because too often, we focus on our work first. And, you know, as we were doing this episode, we got really clear why we focus on work so often as the first thing we connect with our friends, with our loved ones, people we meet for the first time, why we connect on work so much. It's because too often we associate our identity, our primary identity with our work. Now, that can be really helpful for a lot of us, particularly if you find a lot of meaning and value in your work. But one of the things we discovered throughout this episode, and hopefully you discover it for yourself too, is that we need to be able to set boundaries to be more balanced, complete versions of ourselves. If you are getting a level up from the Men Up podcast this season, season five, as we dig into boundaries, please go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify where you're listening, and give us that review, give us that five-star rating if we've earned it. And if you're interested in joining our newsletter, please go to themenup.com and can sign up for the newsletter there. All right, y'all, episode three of this three-parter on boundaries. Let's go. All right, so we are here in episode three of this three-part series of us really kicking off this season, season five, talking about boundaries, digging in deep. And we are finally getting to our professional life here. And we were a little bit deliberate about doing this as the third one, because too often we lead with work, we lead with our profession. I feel like the most common question that so many of us ask, I know certainly myself, like even just checking in with people is after like, hey, how you doing? Next question is, how's work? What are you doing with work, right? So this is often where we default to. I just wanna start there, first off. I mean, we're talking about boundaries, but like, why do you think we just start or default so often to like, hey, let's check in on work. That's the thing we need to check in on with people. Work's identity, I think, to a lot of people. Mm. Work and what you do for a profession is an identity. And I think that a lot of people these days uh, tie up their work uh, to the person that they are. And so when when you're having conversation, it's just like, oh, yeah, and how's work going? You know, because your identity to a certain extent is narrowly defined by people based off of like what they know the what little they know about you to a certain extent so it's work family you know and some form of maybe a extracurricular activity that you Mm -hmm. might partake in or whatever but like that's really it like what i think is relevant here obviously is because work is also where boundaries a lot of times matter most to people you know going back to the societal boundaries around what we're being taught and how we're being taught to follow rules and unwritten rules is that the same same thing applies to not learning how to value ourselves and say no right and a reason that a lot of folks go ask about work first because as will said like we identify ourselves through our value and our success as opposed to like who we are as people. And so I work with young people specifically. My whole tagline for my coaching business is it's not about what you do, but who you want to be. Mm. And I think when you are living into the person that you say you want to be, then what you do becomes very clear. Who you want to be becomes very clear. How you show up becomes clear. The success also follows that. Um, and And I think that 
you know, a lot of times people will find that what the things that we value or that we appear to value are, are actually not the things that they care about and value. And so when I get in conversation with people, like I intentionally do not ask them about their job, their profession or their career. It's actually the last question I have because like, not that I'm not interested, but like, I don't want my relationship with you or my conversation with you to start out with us talking about your work, your job, your career, your money, your success and what you want to do versus like, what's your mom's name? Mm. Tell me about her. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I just think we have identified success as what we do and not who we are. And I think because of that, that's why we leave with that. Mm. Mm-hmm. So Lamar, you were mentioning, you mentioned a lot that like you and I do some similar work with young mm-hmm. people, help them understand what are the values you want to lead with in your life and, and who you want to be. And I think to Will's point, like work can often be the source for some people, for many people of revealing some of those values, right? Mm-hmm. Of being, of putting those values mm-hmm. into action, right? So, so how do we, how do we balance that a little bit? Both like work can be really helpful in illuminating what are my values and thus being able to help us set boundaries, but also it can also like creep too much into like being defined by our work rather than all the other things. I remember the first time that someone tried to define me by being like a speaker. And Mm. it was when I first moved to New York and a lot of the folks at the future project would be like, well, you're the speaker. Don't you have something to say? And I'd be like, no, (laughs) like I don't actually. Right. But the expectation was, is that because I did something for a living, that I should always have a motivational, inspirational word to say at any moment. And I'm like, nope, that's not, I don't. So you got to find somebody else. And then that's when they would go find whoever else. And it wasn't like I was the first or last option, but like I was very clear that I never wanted to be like defined by like my job or my career. Um, And so like, I'm just like, yeah, no, I don't have anything to say right now because I don't want to, (laughs) you know what I mean? It it takes a large amount of self-awareness to be able to say, not even say no, but just to be like, yeah, I'm good. You know what I mean? Because a lot of us don't say no, especially in the workplace, because we Mm -hmm. want the responsibility. We want the notoriety. We want the love that we get from doing extra things and and being known as the person that does this thing this way. Um, But like, you know, I think I've just always known from the beginning that like, I'm doing everything I'm doing now because I'm actually lazy as fuck and I don't want to do shit later. So this is all up to like, what's the point so I can get to the point where I can do as less work for as much as I can. And I knew that from the time I was like 25, that that was what was driving me. And so kind of helping people understand like, well, what's the end game look like that allows you to set the boundaries that you need to set as you live out your professional life is what's helped me. Yeah, I'd push you on the lazy as fuck. We were talking about this in the car too, right? Like sometimes this idea of like, how you think of yourself versus how you're perceived, right? But like, yeah, well, and that's you're, the thing. You're, you're not lazy as well. No, let's be clear. No, I'm not. I'm not. I just like I like the balance, harmony. Well, yeah. You know what's so funny too, though, is like uh, I sometimes, at least now, I, I work in an industry that is very identity driven, that is very like lifestyle driven, that is like all consuming, right? And and when I was in New York City. I let it consume my life. It was the, it was my personal relationships were built there. It was my professional relationships were built there. The whole career was like the thing, and that was 
And that's just how people identify themselves mm-hmm. when they work in music industry and things like that. I didn't even recognize the need for boundaries mm-hmm. until I was out of New York City, until I could see that thing. And then I didn't recognize the time commitment that I was giving to this industry until the pandemic hit. And then it was like, this is, oh yeah, this is like not only, uh, like I now have some separation, but I need even more separation because this is all consuming sometimes. Mm-hmm. Giving yourself perspective on your environment on a regular basis is pretty good. And then redefining yourself amongst what you've now witnessed or what you've observed of yourself mm. is good. Uh, I, like the the lighthearted bit about being lazy is like actually sometimes I like to I like to mix I like to uh, throw people off I guess mm. in my in mm. the way that I'm perceived and I'm okay with that. Like and it's okay for like me. What? Like like being lazy or like being you know aloof or mm. like right? you'll sell it up like you'll play it up a little bit play it up yeah so mm. like in professional setting and I'll I'll admit to sort of doing this you know on occasion but it's like being too busy right being mm. too busy is a is a is a place in which it it's helpful for me to portray being too busy because it blocks my calendar off and I can do right. things like that. And people don't have to like invade my space. I've now admitted basically to my, at least my team, my core team, now the world, <laughs> right. whatever. But like <laughs> I set two hour blocks every single day where I, you can't block, you can't block me off unless I tell you like, Hey, like we can slide in a meeting here right. or wherever, because I need that time. Right. I need that space. I need that boundary to be created. So like sometimes you, you sort of have to like play around with, you know, what identity are you going to actually mm. project out into the workplace too? So, yeah. yeah, you know, I think the thing I really resonate with that you said, Will, was, you know, you needed that critical distance from New York City to realize like, yeah. oh, I maybe some of my identity, like maybe too much of it was wrapped up in this in this profession. Right. Because I, I feel like I had that. Uh, with the you know job that you and I held for a long time, Lamar, as, as dream directors. And that was something like I invested so much of my identity in, right, for about 10 years. And the thing that disrupted that was the pandemic, right? Like suddenly no longer, although still having the role, but no longer being in direct connection with young people in a school, like doing that work, this thing I had invested so much time and energy in. But it was it was that disruption that allowed me to see like, oh, even this thing I found great purpose in that allowed me to make so much progress in my life also was unhealthy, right? Because there were things I said no to, right? There were things I said no to that really I should have said yes to. There were there were hangouts with friends that I was like, nope, I have to be at school at you know seven in the morning to do this thing, even though maybe I didn't have to every single Monday, right? Like I could have come to hang out in New York with you or see some other friends. But there were things I said no to that was like, I didn't strike that healthy balance because I was so all in on this identity yeah. that was coming from a professional setting and didn't set boundaries around that thing. I, you know, I, I think of this, uh, you know, it, it's very common, so it's not like anything profound, but the work harder, not smarter, work smarter, not harder, mm-hmm. you know, sort of like which side of the coin you sort of f- fall into. And then there's, there are, there, you know, we were kind of half joking before we started this episode of like the hustle culture mentality that, you know, kind of, you know, took, which is like a work harder and smarter <laughs> like sort of mentality and then and then like how that hopefully is sort of like going by the wayside and it's allowing people the 
the comfort of putting up the boundaries, putting up you know the the the, the dividing lines between their work life and their personal life, mm-hmm. right? And and then so I I think about like you know how much that just a phrase like that has shifted, yeah. you know, in 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 even in recent years and, and months, and I, I I think I subscribe a little bit to that like. For me, at least, work smarter, not harder. Mm. <laughs> sort of. You know, coming out of pandemic, and this is like all known stuff. People have said that you know, I had a I had a chance to like look at my life, mm-hmm. and you realize like how fast it goes. You realize like how many things you miss, and you're like, why, why am I doing this? And you know, I I always had that thought like I, I was never gonna like be this like workaholic person. But like people always make it, they make you feel so inappropriate when you're saying like, ah, fuck work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and pe- most people don't say that, but like I've, I've been known to say that. But like my thing has always been, it's not about like making work your priority. It's just about not even a balance, but like 55, 45, your life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Not 55, 45, your work. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, like I think what it came down to is that like however you val- see yourself inside of said company or wherever you work, like however you value your own, own life and how you value yourself inside of that company, folks felt like they didn't have the upper hand. And mm. they're like, when you don't feel like you have the upper hand, it's really easy to then dismiss your own interests, dismiss the own, the things that you care about, the things that you love, um, and put those things to the side because you don't think that anybody else cares or that they hold any weight at your company. And maybe they didn't. And in some industries, they still don't. Like my friends that are lawyers, like these dudes are like, if I got sick family members, like I, I feel bad for taking off because if I'm not there doing it, someone else is going to do it and they're mm. going to take my spot. And I'm like, that is insane. Yeah. Like to me. And I'm like, but I'm, and I told him, I was like, bro, just say that you're not coming. And he's like, I can't do that. Like he literally believes in his mind that he can. I'm like, well, you can, you're just not willing yeah. to mm. because of why, yeah. right? Because of like, you want the position, you want the money, whatever the things. And it's just like, it's not going to matter when you get to the end and you're going to be like, damn, like they really took this moment for me. Mm-hmm. They took this thing from me. And it's, it's really, you took it from yourself because you allowed it to happen, not following your boundary or putting a boundary down mm-hmm. to say like, these people are that inhuman that they wouldn't let you get a day off for having a sick family member. Mm-hmm. Like that's why. I almost think too, that that's not just workplace, uh, but that's just cultural. Mm-hmm too like american culture yeah that is it that's it it is like if you talk to anybody outside of the u.s to a certain extent they all have better sick leave policies they all Mm -hmm. have better you know like family vacation vacation policies or you know they all have you know better policies in that way too so i think like as we've as we've sort of matured and 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 maybe done more homework and those sort of things we're finding out that some of these policies are like Oh wait, that's actually probably good for people. Right. Like to set or or like force boundaries on people yep. because they're not taking it themselves. Make the right? explicit make, rule. Make mm-hmm. the explicit rule yep. that fathers should be able to leave when they have a new baby. Right. Like for months. Whatever, for months if they want to. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Like like force them to take that time because you will end up perhaps with a healthier society sure. when when boundaries. Now I'm not like not trying to make this like a pro government sure. uh, stance, but th- but in reality, at least from a workforce perspective, it's those sort of things seem to make sense and work. Yeah, well, to your point, it, we have to save. 
we sometimes people have to save each other from mm-hmm. each other, right? Like mm-hmm. an injured athlete is going to want to go play. Oh, boy. Probably doesn't need yeah. to play, right? Right. Somebody who's sick, they're probably going to want to go to work. Right. And they don't need to go to work. And so sometimes it does need to be imposed, right? Like it has to be forced because if not in the long term, we're willing to sacrifice short-term gain for like the long-term right. impact. Boundaries at work and the impacts that, you know, when you when you don't have boundaries, how you can be impacted in your personal life. Our good friend TB12 is, um, is yeah. going through. Big going, fan of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. All I'm the sure time. he is. Yeah. Big fan. He, I mean, <laughs> native New Englanders here. Of course, right, you better, right, you better right. be. I mean, we're pretty much all best friends. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Everybody. And yeah. so, you know, TB12, this is a great example of like wife and him agreeing to, they sound like they agreed upon a boundary mm-hmm. or a line that said, hey, Tom, you're going to, after this season, you're going to retire. And that happened. And then he had a change of heart, which is also fair, unretired, right? And decided to come back. They're headed towards a divorce um, because of the line that he crossed with the kind of going back on his word. Um, and, and you know, fair. Like, if that's what you need, but now also know that the repercussion of that is going to be this. I mean, he's a professional athlete. It's a little bit different. Um, but knowing that, like, we have passions and dreams and things that we want to do and things that can take our time inside of our relationships. But like, how do we, how do we work that? So we don't have those results in our personal life or negative results in our personal life. None of us can totally relate to this situation. Tom Brady, right? Like, and he's a professional athlete, millions and millions Millions of dollars, dollars, right? Like all that sort of stuff. So let's put that on the table. But there is some part that you were talking about Lamar where, he aspires to be the very best, has maintained excellence for a long, long time, right? Like, so clearly has a lot of his identity wrapped up in mm-hmm. professional pursuits and goals and things like that. But then to your point, like has other priorities, other responsibilities. How do you make that switch? Like in the in the moment where it's like, hey, I've been in pursuit of these things professionally at the highest level, but I need to shift and need to set new boundaries because this relationship matters more. Or mm-hmm. now my partner and I have set this boundary together. like. That, that's got to be hard to do. And I'm sure, sure people can relate to that in other professions, regardless of if you're a professional athlete or not. But yeah, that switch from like, I've been so focused and my identity has been so wrapped up in this mm-hmm. thing and now it needs to switch. It's got to be challenging. Well, I, I I agree with you. I think it, it must be incredibly challenging. The one thing that I'm, I, I would be interested to read about or know more about is to the, the being a public figure and what that does to your perception of both your own boundaries and just like boundaries in general and how that might change that conversation that they might be having because they're both two very public figures. Mm-hmm. It seems like she has taken step back from public life to a certain extent, whereas he has like leaned into right. more. You see him totally. in more commercials. You see yeah. him doing more media hits. You, you know, there was... Uh, a moment where there was a speculation they might be on a game show like in stuff like he was seemingly switching you know to be more of a public figure and that sort of thing and how that like might alter like he might not have a good relationship with boundaries now Mm. like where it's like my boundaries get violated all the time because i'm a public figure my so like I'm, i'm i'm just I mean, I probably won't do research on that, but like (laughs) while we're having this conversation, I think that it, I think there might be something there where too, it's just like, you might have, I mean, and this, and this, this is where it might relate to other people is like, you may not have a good relationship with boundaries Mm. 
period. And that might alter the way that you have the conversation with uh, either, you know, work colleagues or or figuring out the boundaries conversation that you need to have with your spouse because you for one reason or another, in this case, he's a public figure, but one reason or another, you don't have a good relationship with boundaries. Like you don't have that filter, right? You, you, you hear about that kind of stuff all the time. People who overshare on Facebook and Instagram and then, you know, make things awkward for themselves and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff that can, you know, be a sign of just like these people just don't have good relationships yeah. with boundaries. Right. Workplace and or, all that. Or the boundary could be like, listen, we actually, want two different things like these two people that sure. have been in a relationship together have seen eye to eye for quite some time it seems like but like we want different things and then the boundary is well you have to communicate those things mm-hmm. certainly right. the place where it seems like tom brady's at fault here is that he agreed to one thing and then said just kidding right. i'm gonna go a different path right and that's the crossing the boundary right. like we had this agreement you're going back on that and that's unfair pivot a little bit where we can talk a little bit more besides commentary on tom brady although it's great and we're going to continue to talk about it's not a sports podcast listen it's it's a podcast of many things we talk about the top we talk culture we've been talking a lot about like us setting our boundaries in our professional life but also we might be managers leaders in organizations and things like that where we actually have to create the space to understand other people's boundaries or create space for people to set those boundaries so i'm interested like what has that what has that been like over the last several years? Certainly, as you highlighted, Lamar, like we went into this pandemic and it seems like folks had some space to really reassess their professional boundaries and 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 balance in their life beyond just devoting so much professionally. So like, what are we learning and understanding as people who have, end up having to lead people or manage people around what it is to set boundaries, to accept boundaries, to honor people's boundaries? Well, I turn to you because you're somebody who's been managing people for a long time and has probably seen some evolution in yourself, but also in an industry, perhaps. I've seen things, I think, two ways. One way is, you know, sort of my style a lot of times for, I hope from the beginning, um, I, I, and maybe this comes out of me being an oversharer myself, but I've just been like, look, let's just, uh, let, like, you can either tell me that you just need a day off and I'll accept that or like, Tell me what's up so that I have more context right. and understanding and can be prepared for the longer term, you know, thing if you need to take more time or whatever it is. But a lot of times it's just like not to boil it down to its basic components, but it's almost like the original golden rule of like do unto others as you would hope that they would do unto you. I hope that when I tell somebody that I need a day off or something like that, that that they in turn would you know, recognize what I'm saying. And then at the same time, I will recognize it from them. What I found out though, was that like, I actually, I think to to Lamar's point earlier, like wasn't taking sick time, wasn't taking mental health days, wasn't taking personal days, Mm. wasn't using all my vacation days. It wasn't doing all that stuff, but I was very accepting of my employees. So what I wasn't doing, and this is maybe the point that uh, is, is modeling. That puts pressure on people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. When you're not modeling, they feel like they can't do the same. So, Mm -hmm. like, it was more of a do as I say, not as I do Mm -hmm. scenario. And um, and I think that that's what changed over certainly over the last couple of years was just like practicing what I preach. Lamar, for you, I mean, it's a little bit different, right? But you end up having to like partner with other people. You have to partner with schools. You have to partner with other companies, right, to do your work. So, like, what does that look like to set boundaries with those folks? I admire y'all so much for the fact that y'all manage people. I think one of the things that I'm 
a boundary that I've set in my career is like I have, I would probably be a great director, manager, leader, su- supervisor. I want no parts of it because I don't want to deal with the pressure of having to please. I'm a people pleaser and I would feel very uncomfortable at work if I knew that I had people that did not like me. Ultimately, like no matter if they like me or not, they still are going to have something to say about how I manage them, how I lead them. And I just, I, I might be just getting to a point where I could, I could deal with that. You know, just mm-hmm. in my mind, knowing that like, okay, they're off a happy hour talking shit about the one little thing that they don't like about me. You know what I mean? Like that would drive me nuts. Mm-hmm. So I'm just very clear. My boundary is like, I'll never be like a director or manager because I just want to deal with that. You know what I mean? Because that's like, you got to have some thick skin. Can I interject yeah, very quickly <laughs> yeah. just on because I so interject like a man who has some experience here. <laughs> yeah. Well, so so I handle this in two ways. One is I just call out the thing that I think they'll probably make fun of mm. me about in the moment. Like right. I try to be like, oh, that was dumb. Or you really do have to just be like, you none of you can say anything worse right. <laughs> about me than I probably yeah, already I said thought about, about myself. myself. Yeah, yeah. So like, those those are my two like, you know, that helps you cope jokey yeah, yeah, yeah. coping mechanisms. <laughs> but like also at the same time, that is very real. Like yeah. you are it, but it also helps you I think sometimes make better decisions when you're when you th- when you have a, a a thought about, "Hey, look, we have to work together." Maybe I need to let me rethink how I'm responding to the situation, and there. But it is a real thought. Like yeah. that is you are like I'm validating those feelings because like it. It is real for I think any manager sure. who's ever managed somebody who has any bit of compassion in them like are probably thinking about like wow did I is that person really gonna be have a problem with me right after that situation and maybe not like I don't think it's like it might not these but, deep problems right but. They're gonna talk shit. Might, yeah. No, nope, nope, not right. might. They're gonna yeah. talk shit, and it's not even like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's not like right. about you as a person. Of course, it's just about the scenarios that present themselves at work. Totally right. And then it's like, oh well, why did yeah, they yeah. do it this way? Yeah. Why did they do it this way? Why did they make that decision? Why did they come talk to me? And I'm like, right. I don't got time for all that stuff, man. Like that, that, that is the drama of work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is the drama of work, and mm-hmm. I have no space for it because right. like that. When I hear when I hear people talking about like their their jobs like that, even if they love their job and they love their boss, but like this one thing they did just like really irked them. I'm like, I'm never going to work for anyone ever again because I just that drama that comes along with it is like mm. draining. Like I yeah. I hear it and I'm like, how do you deal with that every? How do you have come home and tell stories every day about something that just like pissed you off, drained right. you, made you frustrated? I'm like, I can't deal with it. Yeah. So I'd rather just deal with my own. Um, stuff but in terms of like partnerships and like people i work with like for example in the summer uh we did i did a five-day camp basically 9 a.m to midnight i was also very clear while i was there i was like i don't like working this hard just say y'all know like this is way too (laughs) this is like way too much work for me like we're gonna do a good job because we're here we're gonna do a great job but like this is like too much for me Mm -hmm. and like i'm gonna do it but like everyone here should be asking for more money everyone here should not feel bad about wrapping up a little early like reminding people like that this is not like it, this is not worth killing yourself over it's not worth losing sleep over this is not worth missing meals over none of it is none of it is and though and that's kind of really what it comes down to is that like do i value myself do i value my business yes and yes all right well if you want me to do all this work then where's the money mm-hmm. right and then also if i'm going to be taking away time from my family and all this where's the money you know what i mean because I'd rather be with them and with y'all. 
Yeah, I think the place I've had to adjust in the last couple of years is coming into the pandemic. Like it became really clear that the team that I'm a part of and, and managed to some extent, like there's going to be a lot of flexibility in time, right? We had a lot of folks go on parental leave, mm. but also people on different like time zones, but also just having things that they want to do throughout the day, right? So there was a there was a willingness to like allow that for other people. But I wasn't allowing that for myself, right, mm. to have flexibility in my day to say, like, OK, like I'm going to start the day off by doing a certain amount of work or maybe even like editing this podcast before I actually do like the work for my job mm-hmm. and and having that flexibility. And what that was doing was actually creating a little bit of like subtle resentment, right, because I would be on this schedule. For yourself? No, for, for my team, right, because oh. I'd be like, I'm on this schedule of like nine to five. I'm available all this other time while folks are like flexible and stuff like that because I wasn't honoring the very thing I was telling other people right. or saying like we you go maintain. to you right like, y'all have the flexibility be great we've set deadlines but like i wasn't allowing that flexibility for myself right and so i had to make sure it's a little bit of what you were saying will like practice what you preach type of thing like, it's a little bit of that right like if if i'm gonna say like other folks should have that flexibility in their schedule i should too and then that what, what that means is we have to be just a lot better about being clear on whatever our deadlines are right and that the deadlines aren't like hey, here's this assignment we got to get done in 48 hours, but we got to have some foresight and say like, here's this thing we're working on. It's got to get done in the next week. So long as stuff gets done in the next week. Right, we're good here. We're good. Gents, we are at the end here of this three-part series, really diving into boundaries to really set off season five. It has just been an incredible experience to be live with y'all, uh, to have our video producer, Joey. Shout out to Joey over there. Uh, we appreciate him too. And we've been wrapping up these episodes by talking about what are we learning currently while we're in this conversation together around our boundaries. This one is the easiest for me because I think it's probably the one that I've done the most work on personally. So like I have not only the personal perspective, but also like the practical application of, of setting boundaries in workplace and those sort of things. So it is the, the thing I feel most comfortable, I think, talking about to a certain extent because uh, because of the level of you know commitment that I've put myself in that basically to set boundaries at work and 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 then and then in turn model those boundary that boundary setting skill and and those sort of things with with the rest of my team and those sort of things as well so um you know uh what i could say as as sort of takeaways is that like my my hope as i think about it is that the work done here also helps the other conversations you know personally but then also making sure that I'm modeling in in the societal ways that we ch- talked about at, at you know in the first episode or in the personal ways that we talked about in the second episode so like hopefully that you know that that's just sort of a downstream effect of doing the work here in the professional space this is more so just like a message for the people i think it, when it comes to having professional boundaries i think that we've never had them and we've never had professional boundaries taught to us from the time that we were in middle school through high school through college and think about what we do in middle school and and high school is like clubs clubs band organizations theater sports like our our whole existence is your whole existence your whole childhood is saying yes 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 i'll do this i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that we never even gave you a chance to say no to anything Mm -hmm. um and so what literally by the time you become a professional working adult like you are now trained to say yes to everything in order to reach the success and go after what it is that you want. And so you never learn how to just, and not even say no, but like, just to be like, yeah, I don't wanna do that. Like, I do not wanna do that. 
Um, and when you say that, like now people are looking at you funny, like, well, what's wrong with her? Like, they're not a team player, right? You kind of get backed into a corner. And this is something I see that happens a lot. Black women in particular, I think about my partner a lot when it comes to this. Like when she is the person that says no, or she's the person that is standing up for other people that are like being taken advantage of, right? She gets painted like she's the bad guy, right? Mm. And I think that can happen to you if you haven't learned at some point to like say no to people. You can look like you're the non-team player or the person that is like causing trouble and not just doing what you're asked. But it's like people need to learn how to stand up for themselves and like it's not your fault. It's not your fault that you don't know how to have boundaries, but like now that you know that it's not your fault, now you got to do the work to like have the courage and the the be brave enough to just draw a line and realize like if you're working for somebody that's not willing to give you some of the space and time you need to live the life you way you want to live it, mm-hmm. then guess what? You and that employer do not share common values. It is your time to either look for a new job, do something different, um, and find somebody or a company that is aligned with who you are and who you want to be so that you can live the life that you want to live. You know, I'm thinking about we're wrapping up this session here together and this idea came together. Lamar, you were the catalyst of this idea mm-hmm. of like coming into this season, like we should really uh, step things up and actually record in person because we've been together now for five seasons. We haven't been together in person. And I remember thinking about this moment that mm-hmm. we would wrap this up and I'd think, man, I got to go to work Monday morning and we're going to have to drive back and that's going to suck. And that was the initial thought I had that gave me a little bit of hesitation mm. to say, do I really want to do this? Like, do I really want to go do this thing that I know Monday morning is going to be tough? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I said yes, right? Because was able to get to a space and have the privilege to say like, you know what? That's actually a thing I need to say yes to. This right. project that I find a lot of creativity in, mm-hmm. these relationships I find a lot of value in, right? That is worth yep. whatever compromise I might have to mm. give on and, Monday morning. Or boundary that or you boundary could have created. Yeah. 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 And and that's yeah. that's the thing I think I need to continue mm. to practice, right? Because I, th- I think I still find myself ultimately prioritizing whatever the professional pursuit is mm. and setting the boundaries around everything else. And then you got to find a better balance of like mm. whatever things are really lighting you up. Yep. Allow space for that. Maybe move that boundary a little bit professionally so that you can create space for the other things. Yeah. And also let us be clear. The drive is going to suck. It's going to be terrible. <laughs> I'm going to be exhausted gonna be, tomorrow morning. It's going to be horrible. I'm going to be at 50% yeah. for work tomorrow morning. Yeah. That's well, very clear. <laughs> watch for deer. Watch for deer. Yeah. <laughs> like not looking forward to it. So yeah, both things can be true. Thanks guys. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for you. hosting brother. Thank this you. Awesome. This is so much fun. Yeah. Season five, off to an epic start. The Men Up podcast is a Grin and Bear production. The soundtrack is courtesy of Mike McGinley Music and visual artwork by Viotti Design Studio. Video clips from each episode are edited by Joe Oliveri. You can listen to us every week on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts or by visiting themenup.com.